yeah, the BLT approach um, goes by this. Like BLT stands for be yourself, live with intention and trust your instincts. One thing I found out as a therapist is a lot of people are wearing masks. Like not the COVID mask. A lot of the people are wearing masks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the In Pursuit Passion podcast produced by the Demographica Network and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett. In today's episode, I've been joined by the amazing Dr. Tamaloy DeMaio. In this episode, we spoke about his motivation behind becoming a therapist, the highs and the lows of his journey, and what he means by the BLT approach. So sit back, relax, and let's pursue this passion. Hi, Tamoy Adamoy. Thank you so much for coming on to In Pursuit of Passion. How are you doing today? I'm good. You? Yeah, very good, my, my friends. So your journey into becoming a therapist is amazing and super, super interesting. So when did your kind of interest in, in becoming a therapist start? Uh, the interest really started in college, but apparently um, since childhood, it has been a really big passion of mine. And, um, and then we talked about the story of when I was five years old and my mom told me this, because I, I don't remember this at all. She told me, she took me to the mall and while I was at the mall, I pointed out to people and I told my mom, they're all smiling, but they're not happy. And she remembered being shocked, like, why does this five-year-old know all this, right? And then I got into college and that's, that was when I had the, I guess, the self-empowerment to demand that I wanted to become a therapist. Mm. That's so, that's, you know what, it's so amazing how as a five-year-old, your mom pointed out that sort of drive to potentially become a therapist really it's at such a young age but why did you why did it take all the way up till college to know that you wanted to become a therapist because um it kind of goes back to like what i kind of preach about um i've i I fell under that rut of doing what people expected me to do my parents expected me to become a doctor and yes i wanted to become a doctor but i wanted to become a different type of doctor the doctor of the mind Mm -hmm. Right. And initially my pathway was to go through medical school and then become a psychiatrist because I didn't know I had other options. But when I went to college, I realized I did have other options. And that was when I started feeling that internal angst of this is not what you want to do. This is not what you want to do. Um, And actually, in my freshman year, I had the privilege of shadowing my uncle. He's an ER doctor in Texas. And Mm -hmm something very fascinating happened. Uh, he, we were in the hospital and there was a man being brought into the hospital. He had just been in a bike, um, I think motorcycle accident or something. And I remember seeing all the blood, you know, the gore. And I wasn't, I wasn't irritated by that. Like I was not, I wasn't phased at all by the blood, but I found myself paying more attention to his girlfriend who was crying and scared than him, right? And then I asked myself, like, because I was like, hmm, like, I, I, it was very, that was kind of like a, a epiphany for me that, oh, I was more concerned about the grief that she was going through at that point than him. That didn't take away the fact that we, we worked on helping him, but I was more yeah. focused on one, yeah. Wow, that's so, wow. That's really interesting, that. So it seems like, 
because this is the one thing which I think a lot of people would think. Surely, you know, if you're in the medical field, you know, the 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 the, uh, the study of the mind and the study of the body are two similar things. But clearly, there's a difference between the two. Mm. It seems. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's there's a there's a there's a big difference between the two. By the end of the day, the two are interconnected, mm. like the mind, body, and soul. Like they need to function in a very like symbiotic way so that you know everything can be whole, right? Mm. So sometimes issues of the mind affects the body and sometimes issues of the body affects the mind. And I just happen to be one who seem more focused on the issues of the mind. Yeah. Mm. Why is that? Why would you say you're more prone to exploring more of the mind versus the body? Uh, that's a very, very good question. I, I really, I really, really don't know. Like I, <laughs> I, I look at it as, and if I could go back in time, if I could really go back in time, I would have just told the 17-year-old me that focused on this from the beginning, because that would have saved me a lot of time to becoming mm-hmm. what I wanted to do right now. But I just felt more fascinated by the mind. And I think maybe the documentaries I watched as a kid mm-hmm. um, or the movies. And oh, actually, there was one TV show called The Sopranos. And have you ah, heard of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. show, isn't it? Love it. Good yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And Tony Soprano, I remember watching this at the age of 14 or 13. Tony Soprano was mandated to, to therapy. And I remember watching the therapist talking to this crime Italian mafia boss. And I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. This is really yeah. what I want to do. And yeah, ever since then, I, I just had that internal excitement about that. Mm. It's, you know what's so fascinating, right? I feel like we get such inspiration from like TV shows, documentaries. And it relates so much with our passion. And it seems like you're like a perfect example of that. Like you actually get inspiration from these documentaries, which then has inspired your passion, it seems. Passion. Yes. Yeah, yes. What kind of, what motivated you then to become a therapist? Was there like a, a why behind why you wanted to become a therapist? Um, so a lot of things that, so like in the country that I grew up, I grew up in Nigeria. Um, half of my family is mm. actually in England, actually. Oh, really? And, um, oh, wow. Yeah, so, cool. so like my um, my family is in Sutton and in um, Crayford, and, and I have another family members in um, Dadford. So anyway, so like I, yeah. growing up in a Nigerian environment, in a Nigerian household, like mental health is not really something that's really discussed. Like people don't talk about it. If you're crying as a man, you got to man up. You know, if you're yeah. going through trauma, like you, you got to either talk to a pastor or someone. Like no one really focused on mental health. And I remember like growing up and I witnessed like key family members of mine looking back now go through PTSD and they didn't know they were going through PTSD. Wow. And I witnessed, you know, like um, some friends of mine who who actually were clinically depressed. I have a friend, another friend who had ADHD and there's so many things that was not really focused on. And looking back now, they could have gotten help. They could have gotten, they could have gotten help, but you know, it's always swept under the rug, you know, tough enough and all of that stuff. And now I actually, if I see anybody that I know personal, um, you know, personally, I would tell them this is what was going on. Please go see someone and talk to them about this. Mm. So it's even like your literal kind of personal upbringing, you know, culturally, it really kind of, it sort of motivated you to become into your field really what would you say who was who would you say has had like the biggest impact on your passion yeah my uncle did but most importantly was my professor so in my uh, freshman year in college i took a intro to psychology class as a pre-med major as part of my electives and i remember 
professor, her name is um, Professor Jody. And she looked at me for a very long time and she said, Tammy, you're in the wrong major. Wow. Yeah, she told me that. And I remember because I was part of the psychology club, ironically, too. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. she just kept saying that, like, what are you doing? Why are you going through this pre-med route? Like, you know, you're in the wrong major. And I remember she kept telling me this over and over again. And finally, one day I told her, I said, look, you know, my family has invested so much money into me becoming a doctor. Like, this is this is the path I have to go through. And she mentioned something to me that's kind of like my philosophy today. She said, be yourself. Mm-hmm. and worry about the rest later. Just do what you want to do. Like, you'll find so much joy in it. And to be honest, looking back right now, with all the pre-med classes I took, my grades were these Cs. The, <laughs> yeah. mo- the, the moment I switched my major to psychology, it was straight A's. I never got anything less than an A after that. Yeah. Damn. So it's kind of like your teacher really, the professor seemed to really just change to try the... Um... Tra- can't say this word they trying to can't say the words you know the upward trend yeah you, it seems, well, right yeah yeah my trajectory she, she just kept changed that mm, and she wow. didn't know she did because to this very day i think that was the last class i took with her but like her words made a lot of impact long term there was something which i found because i was doing a lot of research into you and that sounds real well doing a lot of research about you and i found this line where you were a guest on a i think i've called the fit fun podcast where you were a guest on I found this line really, really fascinating. I really want to understand a bit more about this message and how you've applied this during your pursuit of your passion. This message was, you know, to know who you are, you need to understand why you are. So how important has that message been for you during your pursuit of your passion? Oh, that that's a very, very good quote. Uh, to know who you are, you need to understand why you are. And um, I'll go to, I'll go to um, with the next quote after that. But that's been really important to me, even as my profession right now, because one thing I do with my clients is there's a reason your behaviors are the way they are right now. There's a reason you respond to certain things the way you are right, right now. But for you to really, really know, know like, like who you are, you need to understand why you're doing those things so that you can either change it or readjust it to become better. So um, for me personally, why I am kind of revolves around you know what like what you're saying as a man i have been through so many scenarios where from society i hear comments like man up mm. you know toughen up you're not a girl don't cry you know all of those things like everything revolving around emotion and i remember like hearing all of this and internalizing all of these words and it took me a long time to realize that for 10 years of my life, I never shed one tear. Wow. Not once. One. God. Yeah, not once. And so, like, and then I remember, like, for, for those 10 years of my life, I was a very angry person. Mm. Right? So, back to, to know who you are, you need to understand why you are. So, because I was a very angry person, I realized that I had a lot of pent-up emotions inside of me. The mm. people who have hurt me, the people who have done certain things to me, and I just kept everything in. And unfortunately, all of that just came out as anger because it didn't come out the right way. Mm. So I, once I identified why I was behaving those ways, I switched. And instead of keeping my emotions in, I started to express my emotions better in a healthier way. And over time, who I am began to change. Mm. 
So it's really like for for those who are listening, who are pursuing their passions, it's really, it's is it. I'm guessing it's very key to identify who we are and understand why we are the way we are. It seems right. And yeah, has that has that been quite a long process to do? I'm guessing during your pursuit of your passion, would you say? Yeah, that's 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 been a very it's been a very very long journey, and it's a journey that I'm helping a lot of um, other men to go through too as well because a lot of the things that I talk about on Instagram is all about men, especially because men are, we are at a higher disadvantage in society when it comes to mental health, right? Men are more likely to engage in substance abuse. Men are more likely to commit suicide. Men are more likely to um, be incarcerated for an assault related incidents. And all of these things are all related to mental health. So me telling men and say, Hey, find a way to express yourself, find a way to be yourself, find who you are, find out why you are. It's very, very imperative because if we can figure these things out, the way men cope with stresses can be more healthy. Mm, absolutely. Oh, God, absolutely. I mean, we on this podcast, especially myself, I'm such a big advocate of like mental health and finding ways of just, you know, expressing it in such a way that is, you know, in a very, um, I don't want to say the right way, because I don't think that's the right way of saying it, but just in a healthier, more yeah, healthy. Um, healthier way right absolutely and i was listening to a bit of your podcast which by the way it's really great great podcast i love it um there was one episode in particular i think it was a recent episode where it was talking about you know finding what makes you happy i want to ask like what makes you happy regarding your passion oh what makes me happy is helping others like and that's something yeah. that brings us to my face every single time there's some days I leave work and i'm excited some days i leave and i'm like I, I really feel bad because i wasn't really able to impact a client what I thought I was supposed to but every time I feel that way somehow somehow turns into um a client coming back and telling me that oh you remember when you said that and I don't even really remember like that really gave me a different perspective and then that really helped me change this part of my life so that's what really what makes me happy is helping people discover who they are um because I go by the BLT approach I don't know if you've heard of it no could you explain it a little bit yeah, the BLT approach um, goes by this. Like BLT stands for be yourself, live with intention, and trust your instincts. Uh, and yeah. yeah, so the BLT approach helps you discover your passion and engage it. So one thing I found out as a therapist is a lot of people are wearing masks. Like not the COVID mask. A lot of people are wearing masks. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? So interrupts you. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so a lot of people are pretending to be something they're not, right? People are pursuing women they think is ideal versus women they really want to be with, for instance. Or people are pursuing jobs that are pay really high paying, but it's not necessarily what they really want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And anytime you wear a mask, you attract people in situations that are attracted to the mask, but not you. And so when I tell people, hey, you got to find a way to be your authentic self, I'm saying if you can find your gift, right, if you can find out who you are, right, and if you can implement that and find a way to make that benefit society as a whole, there is no way you won't be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Because success is a relative term, right? So the next part of it is live with intention. So if you found out who you are and if you're being yourself, then you need to set a goal and an intention. So if your goal could be... um, for instance, I want to set up a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Your intention around it is like every day do something or every other day or every other week, do something towards your intention, right? Be intentional about what you do. Ask yourself, if you meet someone, is this person going to push me towards my intention or is he going to push me away from my intention, 
right? Once you start living with intention, then you need to start relying on your instincts because your body and your mind never lies. There's always yeah. that gut feeling inside right here. When you meet somebody, like there's always that gut feeling that will tell you like, this person is not good for you. But a lot uh-huh. of times, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about, right? I, talk, I know it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's always <laughs> that gut feeling. But a lot of times, we as human beings, we ignore that, that gut feeling. Like puppies, my puppy, he, my, my dog does not ignore his instinct. Like if he does not like somebody, he does not like that person. And usually I find out that that person is not good, right? Mm. But we as human beings, one, one thing I find out we as human beings, we always ignore our instincts. Um, mm. I know a, 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 a gentleman the other day, he was telling me um, that when he met his girlfriend, he didn't know that she was wrong for him. I said, yes, you did. But you chose to ignore it. <laughs> you chose to ignore it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you just oh, ignored it. Yeah, you knew that she was not right. But you, you, you chose to ignore it. And here you are right now. So, like, I always encourage people. It's like, find out, like, really discover your instincts. Find out how to really pay attention to it. Because your body is always telling you what it likes and what it does not like. Mm, God, that's such, a, that's such a big message, man. Such a big message. Mm-hmm. Because I think we sometimes... We let's take like, like relating this to passion and stuff. We know what our passion is instinctively, but there's yeah. something holding us back, right? To pursue that passion. I want to ask you this question: What do you think? Why do we not pursue our passions? Is that so? What's holding us back, basically? If you can have it's, an sometimes a lot of a lot of it is usually starts with fear. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is fear. It's all fear based. So like, we think about the whole staircase. If that makes any sense. So anytime yeah. we think about, for instance, um, um, a lady I was talking to, she wants to be an actress, right? But then she's thinking about, I want to be an, an actress in Hollywood, right? If you're thinking about that in, in that large scale, you're going to be afraid and then you're going to get overwhelmed and then you're not going to want to do it, right? But if you want to be an actress and you say, okay, you know what? Let me take it a step at a time. Let me start with a local play mm. or let me start with a local ad right? And it can work my way up. It gets easier. So you're taking a step at a time versus just jumping the whole 20 flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to encourage people. Like, if you want to be a well-known radio host, start small, then build up, because that's the only way to nurture the gift. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Yeah. That's such good advice, because it's sometimes we do, we look at it as like, it's like, it's like going up a mountain, for example. And it's yeah. like, it's taking the first step. And I think this is such good advice to like overthinkers because I think a yeah. lot of people overthink that first step and never yeah. take the first step, never take that advantage into that passion. I've had such yeah. good advice, man. Such good advice. Yeah. And what I do also want to talk about with you though is there's, I think you've, you've written loads of books, like loads yeah. of books. And they're really cool. It's like mental health, mental health savage, like loads of really good books. And my our question to you is like, what was the motivation to become like a book author, not just a therapist? therapist oh also like i um actually writing is my coping skill really i right. yeah whenever i'm dealing with stress whenever i'm dealing with um any 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 kind of emotion like when i write i'm able to transfer a lot of my emotions into my books so mm-hmm. i write a lot i write a lot of novels um then i read in some self-help books but like the whole to be goes back to this when i wanted to write a book i first thought about oh i want to be a new york times bestseller <laughs> yeah so when i when i was me thinking that i'm like i'm overwhelmed I, I didn't even write at all but when i thought about this like say hey i'm going to write a book and i'm going to write this book for my friends mm. first book second book i'm going to write a book and i'm going to write this book for all my co-workers third book i'm going to write a book and i'm going to write this book for my city 
right? And then as 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 I'm, the more books I'm writing, the more I'm, the more I'm expanding. And my most recent book, How to Be a Mental Health Savage, I wrote this for the world, and I'm so happy about how it has caught traction in Australia, England, everywhere. Like it's, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you say you're most happy about that then? Um, I'm happy because I it's, at the same time, I'm happy at the same time I'm um, um, somewhat overwhelmed. Um, I'm happy mostly because. I'm able to hear things like, wow, your book really impacted me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using uh, your book to work on my mental health journey and it's really working. And that, that kind of thing just kind of like brings me joy because now I can not only help people one-on-one, but I can help people who I'm not even seeing. Yeah. yeah. It's like the lasting impact, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. that kind of idea, right? Yeah, God, I can imagine. I can absolutely imagine. Because sometimes I think we don't, Maybe when we when we pursue our passion, I think we don't often think about the external impact that we are having. You yes. know, because I feel like we go into rooms and we have that impact, right? But then when we leave that room, we're thinking, do we actually have that impact? Well, actually, we do, right? And I feel like with your book, maybe that kind of resonates with it. It seems. Yes. Yes. Like it, it really does. And I just I just think about this because like I um during the pandemic I. I had a really really huge existential crisis because mm. I realized that this work will all end right mm. and that was when i kind of started being more um upcoming about what i really wanted my passion and during the pandemic i asked myself this question like i looked at all the successful people that i knew personally the people i knew nationally and they all had one thing in common passion they all had one thing in passion but like passion alone is great but passion without thinking about how this is going to benefit people as a whole is what like that's that's the that's the line between success and you know lack of success that there are for whatever the definition of it is like for instance jeff bezos he had a passion to create a bookstore that everybody had access to online so he had the passion now he had a way to imp- how how it was going to impact people and so once you think about that passion how it's going to impact people like the success naturally comes in and um yeah so that's one thing i realized and they were themselves they like as much as we i guess as much, as much as we um glorify you know the the billionaires and the millionaires and even like we just i realized one thing about them like they are themselves without remorse for instance the guy who created on um, facebook mark zuckerberg right he wears a hoodie to meetings. Mm. You know, you know that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, true, actually. Yeah. Like he doesn't pretend. Like if he wants to wear a hoodie and just a t-shirt, a simple gray t-shirt, or a, a meeting of billionaires who are wearing suits, he's gonna wear that, right? So like, I'm asking myself, like, if people can't, if you can be yourself that way, why can't we all just be ourselves? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing. That's such a good analogy where you talk about passion. It's like passion to like help others and i think sometimes we do passions for the sake of ourselves and not think actually how is this passion going to help others you know yeah and that's where we find that true true passion and actually because you spoke a bit about the about the pandemic and i think that's been such a big challenge for everyone in every industry what other challenges have you faced during your pursuit of your passion would you say challenges um i would say um finances in my master's program, um, mm-hmm. that was one big thing because I needed to I needed to get my place 
because after my bachelor's degree, I needed to get myself to a point where I could afford to get the advanced degree to become an actual mm-hmm. therapist. And that was my biggest delay. And I remember the disappointment that I felt like after getting my bachelor's degree and I wasn't able to get uh, a decent job and having to work for basically minimum wage at some point with a, with a bachelor's degree. And I remember feeling discouraged at that point because then I was thinking about the things my parents were telling me about, you know, if you went to medical school, you wouldn't be struggling this much. You know, I kind of thought <laughs> down about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I was like, wow, oh, that's so true. <laughs> but, um, so, but with the challenge, I just kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And eventually, you know, as of December of last year, I completed my doctorate degree. Woo, um, congrats. So like, <laughs> it, it, it has been a blessing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You talk about the financial challenges. I think a lot of people face that. But then despite these financial challenges, but what's kept you pursuing your passion still? Like, even though, yes, you've gone through that adversity, what keeps you going still? What keeps me going is seeing the end goal, right? I tell people, like, your dreams are your dreams for a reason. Some people can't see it, and that's okay, right? I, right now, can, you know, like, with the law of attraction that I've encouraging people to you know to try to implement i can see 10 years from now and i can say okay hey you know the podcast i'm going to be in the you know the station i'm like this is where i want to be so like what keeps me going is the end what i see the angle being All right so despite the um challenges of finances not even finances just being stressed and overwhelmed we're having to keep family time and studying time and all of that stuff when i see the end goal it just keeps me keeps me going and once in a while i get this encouragement from random people that i i really know like hey you know what i really like you know the video you just made or something and that keep, it just keeps me going it helps me realize that i'm on the right path absolutely do you manifest at all Yes. You know, manifest, you know, manifestation. You've probably have seen that idea. I, I'm not too yeah. sure about it personally. So I'm guessing you manifest quite a lot then. Yeah, I do. I do that a lot. So I watched the um, t- um, the movie, uh, The Secret, and I read the book, The Secret. Mm. And it's the power of positive thinking. And I'm not big on the idea that, okay, hey, if you think positively, you know, that's it. You just, you get what, what you think about. Yeah. I also I also believe in putting in the work, right? Because if you think about it and you're not putting in the work and you're not trusting your instincts to make a move on certain things, then your manifestation is not really going to work as well. But if you think about what you want and then you're taking steps towards your goal, right, it starts to unfold itself naturally. And one way I describe this is like you're driving from, you're like, let's say you're driving 40 miles and pitch in the dark and you're driving and you know that hey you know what i'm going to 110 bland drive you know mm-hmm. you know your destination but you cannot see the whole road you can't see the whole 30 miles where you are right now right but you can probably see the next six feet mm-hmm. and the more you keep moving forward the more you keep seeing but if you stop, then you're not going to see. You know what I mean? So I just, I just yeah. believe in that. Keep moving forward because the next thing will reveal itself. Hmm. 100%. I think there's there's one question in particular I really want to get your answer on. is like, what would be your like number one piece of advice to those who are pursuing their passion? I think I know the answer. 
what you're going to say but like yeah what, what would your answer be in that sense oh blt approach be yourself oh, yeah? live with intention and trust your instincts right if you want to pursue your passion like just remember that uh i think yeah i have a candle right here so just kind of like this candle oh yeah if i if i light it up right now um i mean it's gonna be on as long as possible but if i do this if I covered my hand with a candle, what's going to happen is eventually I'm going to burn myself, mm. right? And so this burn I'm talking about right now is a lot of people experiencing depression and anxiety because they're in situations and places they're not supposed to be in. They're not utilizing their passion. But if you let your light shine, the candle stays on and you're not burning yourself. So that every time you're ignoring your passion, you're actually hurting yourself. If there's, that, if there's that small voice in the back of your mind and say, oh, hey, maybe I need to start this, this, this project. Maybe I need to start this. The more, and the more you delay, like, the more difficult you're going to find. You're going to find that internal. I don't know if I'm explaining it very well. You're going to find that internal, like, you know, so I need to be Discomfort. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah you're going gonna to have that until you start doing those things. And then you start feeling that joy. And then your candle is shining right there. Oh, love that. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Now, lastly, I wish I could speak to you all the time, but I, as I'm going to have to wrap this up, like my last question to you in is what does passion mean to you? I really hope you get a good answer on this, by the way, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been saying some good things today. Honestly, yeah. Passion means to me, passion means something you would do, something you would do, even if you're not being paid for it. Mm. No, right. That's a, yeah. Something something that gives you more internal reward than external reward. Like if you're okay with the internal reward of doing that thing, and that's usually your passion, right? So for instance, I'm going to ask: Is it okay if I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Why not? What's your What's your passion? Oh, good question. My passion is sharing knowledge and empowering people with that knowledge. That's my passion. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel when you're able to do so? Liberated, I feel. I feel mm-hmm. liberated and I feel there's a why behind it. There's a there's a reason for me to get up every single day out of my bed to take mm-hmm. on the world. Because if I'm sharing knowledge, I am actually impacting not just people around me, but people outside of my social group. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it right there. Yeah. That's it right uh, there. That's, that's your passion and the, I, I guarantee like the more you keep doing this the like the better you feel like you're going to start reaching 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 and reaching out even more people it's it's so amazing when you follow your passion yeah it is honestly gosh if, if people who are listening to this can't find their passion from listening to this conversation i don't know what, what i don't know what they will you know <laughs> but yeah mate this has been such a pleasure thank you so much for coming on to in pursuit of passion mate thank you for having me Thank you so much for listening to that episode of In Pursuit of Passion with Dr. Tamaloy DeMaio. What a great guy. So much inspiration. I hope you take away so much from Dr. Tamaloy DeMaio. If you want to find out more of his great work, you can find all his links down below in the episode bio. And if you found this episode super interesting, please, please, please share it with your friends, share on social media and give this podcast a rating on all listening platforms. Until the next episode of In Pursuit of Passion, Keep pursuing that passion and see you in the next one.